Hey, Blue Shirt Breakaway fans, welcome to another week of the Blue Shirt Breakaway. I'm here with my co-host Greg, and we just got back from Mohegan Sun. And remember last week when I promised a lower quality podcast? Well, here it is. Greg, say hello. You know, quite honestly, they should just be happy we survived the weekend. I, I'm happy I still have some money left. Uh, I know you were up multiple times this weekend, but uh, how'd you end up doing? Uh, you know, I, was, I, I think I finished down about two hundo, which is... For me, very good because it's usually down a solid grand. Yeah, so. in your case, I would say that's that's a pretty good deal. I I yeah. went down one hundo, so together, not a bad deal. Not a bad deal. Not like our friend, uh, the immortal double down Patrick Dillon, who was up as much as thirteen hundred at one point and then went down like six hundred immediately after. Well, well whenever you have twelve hundred, the only thing you could do is put down four hundred on hand blackjack and then double up on it. <laughs> yeah, run it back. Run it back. <laughs> that, that's. The real strategy of life. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So oh, today sure. we're going to talk a little bit about, obviously, the Rangers week, which was, uh, I would say, bumpy. Not great, Bob. No, not great. Uh, but I will. I do want to say that uh, last week, Hershey's did send us a bunch of Almond Joy, and I did leave them all around the hotel for everyone to, <laughs> to feast on. We're still not sure if the helpful staff at the Courtyard Marriott in Norwich, Connecticut, was thankful for that. <laughs> I don't think they were uh, loving the Almond Joy that I left all around the place or the stickers of me underneath the waterfall that I oh, put, no. that I put over every bus and all across Mohegan sun. But, well, the, they were less thrilled about the 13 boxes of pizza we left and the <laughs> hundreds upon hundreds of empty and half empty beer cans. Well, uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll be invited back. Uh, for some reason they love me. I haven't quite figured it out. Oh man. One day we're going to have to talk about Norm on this podcast, but today is not that day. One, one day we're going to have Norm on the podcast. <laughs> In case anyone's wondering, Norm is the shuttle driver and uh, a religious icon. Uh, hold on. Okay. No, no. Norm is a saint and that is all he is. <laughs> okay. I said religious icon. What is a saint? <laughs> not a shuttle driver. It, it, like that brings up some negative connotations when okay. you only say he's a shuttle driver. My apologies, He is Norm. a man who graces us with his presence when we come to Mohegan Sun. And he does a, a great, he brings joy to my face. I met him for the first time and I was immediately a happy man. <laughs> he's like a legitimate family friend for me now. Like, he, he and I are boys. I don't know what we, that we says about back. you. Your bookie was arrested. Uh, a shuttle driver for a casino is a legitimate family friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's the life I live, Ryan Mead. I'm going to write a great book. It's going to be called uh, Tip of Tip of the Greenberg. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Sweden or Switzerland? A Ryan Mead story. Um, <laughs> let's let's talk some, some Rangers. Today's I mean, if we have to. Today, we, I sort of do. It's sort of a Rangers podcast. Uh, today's what? podcast is going to be a little bit on the short side, and I'll let you know why. It was a Monday uh, night game that we ended up staying up to watch, and you guys are so lucky we're still awake. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I mean, also doesn't help that, I don't know, maybe the – well, you were probably home for the Kings game. I was at a blackjack table for the Kings game and the Sharks game. Right. So uh, The Sharks game we didn't get to catch, and I guess we could just jump into that right now. Uh, we lost four to one. That's oh, about all. That I was know. that whole game, I guess, huh? <laughs> uh, so uh, I have a McDonough quote here. If you wanna, I think I have it. Oh, I, am I lying? I think I am. Did you lose it again? No, like, I, we actually did. McDonough, where'd you go? Oh yeah, here it is. Uh, it oh, seems dear. like the guys weren't willing to compete hard tonight. It's a very hard thing to say, but you have to admit that sometimes. Our group simply gave away two points. It's very uncharacteristic. The way Hank was playing, that's very disappointing. We left him out to dry. <laughs> Good for you, Mac. 
call them out when they're playing like crap. That's the job of the captain. And you have you have to at this point because Mac uh, Mac's been the best defenseman on this team by far. He he's second in the NHL in plus minus. Not to mention the fact that the Rangers are starting to lose grip on their firm control of a playoff spot. Oh, uh, lost grip. Well, right now they're up two points after uh, winning against the Panthers tonight. I'm dude. I'm not even talking about the number two seed. I'm talking about just making the playoffs. They're only. They're what going into the night. They were eight points up on the Flyers. Yes, I have the standings right here. Going into the night, they were yes, they were eight points up on the Flyers. Now ten points up on the Flyers, which means they theoretically had a four and a half game lead, basically, with what three weeks left. So ideally, they should make the playoffs because of I mean. Normal teams do not blow four and a half games game leads with three, four weeks left in the season. But, you know, nothing normal about the Rangers. No, and uh, tonight's performance against the Panthers left a lot to be desired. Oh, you know, no. like us, I don't know. Something happened, like... <sighs> All right, so here's... Did the Rangers forget that hockey is a three-period game? So the Rangers just like to make me, you know, make the butthole go tight. <laughs> to put that in layman's terms, right? When's the last time a third period was enjoyable to watch? Nam? November? <laughs> yeah, that feels long enough ago. Yeah, November sounds sounds about right. Uh, so, the Rangers really dominated this game, especially in the first period against the Panthers. Uh, they really took it to them. The, front, the, first, the, the top line was, you know, actually playing well. Uh, hey, Zook Zook got a goal tonight. Rick Nash breaks his scoring drought from when? October? Dude, the Rangers got two power play goals tonight, and yet all you can think about is how crappy the team plays in the third period. Yeah, well, uh, so here, here's exactly why this is a problem. Um, mm. They pulled the goalie with two minutes left in the game. Then they, they could have done it with five minutes left. We probably wouldn't have scored. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so then Stahlberg trips another player on the Panthers. I forget his name. My apologies. So now it's six on four on the ice. So, so already you're thinking, you got two minutes left. A perfect. They have a perfect amount of power play time to score on the Rangers here. There's 35 seconds left. The Panthers put it in. So now the Rangers have to win a face-off center ice. I'm freaking out. I know. I, I'm thinking this game's going to go to overtime. And who? And who but Tanner Glass with 35 seconds left keeps the puck in the Rangers uh, in the Panthers zone not once but twice and then scores an empty netter to put this game away. You mean it's your boy Tanner Glass? It's, your, it's my boy Tanner Glass. And I have to say... Uh, when Tanner first touched the first touched the puck with 35 seconds left in this game, I was like, "What is Tanner Glass doing on the ice?" <laughs> I just I didn't understand. I couldn't put it together. This Funny story. Tanner Glass probably thought the exact same thing. Yeah, he was like, Av was like, uh, "Tanner, I love you. You're two of my top five favorite players." Yeah, you're right. You're two players. <laughs> get get out there. The team we're needs you. We're renaming Blue Shirts Breakaway to the Tanner Glass Memorial Podcast. Yeah, and then I'll, I'll have that. Uh, that'll be the name of the pod next week, or yes. this week maybe. Um, Absolutely. And uh, you know, Tanner puts it in the net, and they win the game. But the whole time that's happening, I'm like, this game's going to overtime. We're gonna lose. The, we outplayed the Kings all the almost the entirety of the game with 11 minutes remaining in the third period. We were up, and then Kopitar does his thing, dominates the Rangers like he has the last three meetings he has we've had against him. And I mean, Kopitar is the based god, though. So yeah, he's uh, he's quite good at hockey. As the, as talented, I think, is the word to use. <laughs> you think he's talented at hockey? He can play. I, you know, he's okay. All right, um, but I have to say, and this has been the big point that I really want to talk about today. 
You and I have both read that Yahoo article on Dan Girardi. Uh, not, not great. We have been defenders of Dan Girardi, I would say, on this podcast. I've been more harsh of him than you have. Uh, yes. Uh, we've been waiting all year uh, for the real Dan Girardi to show up with his cape and uh, show himself. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and little do we know, the real Dan Girardi has been here the entire time. Yes, he's been here the entire time, and, uh... Did you spill another drink? I just spilt an entire drink. <laughs> this is impressive. Not editing this part out. It's just, like, you pulled the real Michael Spath there. That wasn't me, Michael actually. C. That was my, my lovely dog making an sure. appearance on this Always podcast. blame it on the dog. Yeah, you gotta. Uh, Girardi is here, and he's here to stay till 2020. Now, I know what you're thinking. Man, that is a far time from now. And uh, I don't think Girardi's ever going to get back to where he was. Um, well, it also turns out that where Dan Girardi was was mediocre. And I think, uh, I think that that Yahoo article, while scathing, uh, was kind of eye-opening. Like, were we were we distracted by the great play of Girardi's? defensive partner and Hank to think did, did we trick ourselves into thinking Dan Girardi was an above average to great level defender and that article kind of made me think that you know maybe we maybe we were tricked so I don't think we were tricked because I watched Dan Girardi play uh pretty good hockey I'd have to say but is it one of those things where okay maybe the word isn't tricked but were we evaluating Dan Girardi's play like Met fans evaluated Daniel Murphy's play? Wow. Where because he's Hold on, your let me check guy. The time. It's 10 minutes. <laughs> we made it so far. But like Dan Girardi was our boy. So we would go out of our way to defend him and we would watch him every night and we would think his play is possibly better than it is. And that's kind of the Daniel Murphy syndrome where he was, I mean, before his playoff run this year. Daniel Murphy was, for lack of a better term, an average second baseman that couldn't play defense and couldn't strike out. So he had his positives and his negatives. Was Dan Girardi that? Was he a solid defensive player that was playing with a great pair and in front of a great goalie and we just thought his game was better than it was? It's possible. That, well, that article certainly made it sound that way. Well, Dan Girardi was like the bane of existence for Ovechkin in those playoff series. Like during that time, he was an elite, not an elite, but an above average defender. He's never been a good possession player. <laughs> and uh, one, one particular play against the Kings in game one in overtime might stand out to me. Okay. So you and I both watched the video uh, of him against the ducks this week. And I actually watched that game live. He turns the puck over four times in 33 seconds. It's, it's poor. <laughs> it, 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 I can't defend it anymore. And, like, I feel – this is how I really feel, if you want to really – if you want to honestly know how I really feel. Every other week, I feel we're either hating on Mark Stahl or we're hating on Dan Girardi. It's alternating who we're hating each week. Uh, well, no, it, I, I feel like it's you alternating who you hate every week. And some weeks, it's even both of them. <laughs> And for me, it was a lot of, let me try and defend this guy. And now, with the season winding down, 
around, the Rangers being unable to hold third-period leads, and the playoffs starting to look a little bit more tenuous, it's a lot harder for me to defend anyone, just like it is for our defensive units. Hey, shots fired. Look at that. That was perfectly planned out. I wish I could say I did that intentionally, but uh, not that I good. did not. Not that good. Not. I'm not that smart. I am just a man fighting off a hangover 36 hours since his last beverage. I feel like I did two a days. <laughs> Dude, it's the it's the fact that first of all, like I can't even say that I got home late Friday night. Mm-hmm. I got home early Saturday morning, like 6 a.m. from the casino. And like an idiot, we still got up at 10 o'clock to get breakfast and bowling. And then like a bigger idiot... Instead of taking a nap, I just started ripping Red Bulls and drinking beer, thinking everything will be fine. And then, like the ingenious idiot that I am, we left the casino at 2.30 on Sunday. So, dumbass is all I have to say. I wanted to say, Red Bull has still not sponsored this podcast. They really should, because they... (laughs) Probably gave Vinny Gennardi some heart palpitations he was not prepared for. That is true. Vinny, Vinny had a tough weekend. Uh, it's not easy to get kicked out of two clubs in one night. It is not. I was glad I was going to explain that for our fans, but that's all we need to say. That's really all you have to say. And you, all, you also have to say. <laughs> we don't, Vin, 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 poor Vinny. Uh, we don't need to go. Justifying how drunk he was by claiming he smoked weed. Yes, we don't need to go there. That's, that's, no, a, that's an illegal crime. And I don't know what you're talking about. Vinny never did that. <coughs> it's not illegal in the state of Colorado, which that, is what I'm going to say we were at. Yeah, Mohican Sun in Colorado. Anyway. Yeah, sister sister casino. Sister casino. Uh, so do you blame this Dan Girardi crisis on Dan Girardi or AV for playing him so much? Uh, I blame it on Glenn Sather for locking him up to that long-term contract. That's kind of where I'm getting at here. What does AV do? With Girardi going forward, he keeps playing him at astronomical playing time. What, obviously... what is his what is his alternative? Play him less? <laughs> is there someone but does that mean more playing time for Dan Boyle? Do you really want that? Right now? Yeah, I do. I'll be I perfectly think you're honest. Crazy. I think you're crazy. Okay. I think at least Girardi I mean, to say Dan Boyle Dan Boyle is just a liability defensively. Like an ideal playing situation for Dan Boyle is at this point strictly on the power play or a clear scoring opportunity. Like I don't, I, I just I don't trust Dan Boyle. Like if the Rangers have, I, I mean, you know, it's picking your poison at this point. Who do you trust more, Dan Boyle or Dan Girardi? And I don't know. I don't see. I think the Rangers are in a problem because right now I don't think there's a good answer defensively. Well, even Yandel has had a tough week. He had some some really costly turnovers and not really great possession numbers himself. Uh, no, and I, I mean, but that's also kind of what you get with Keith Yandel. Like he too is an offensive-minded defenseman who at times is going to play mediocre defensive hockey, and you kind of just have to prepare yourself for that. So the fact, like, Ryan McDonough can't be paired with everyone, right? right. So you, you have to choose who McDonough is going to be paired with. He, he can only mask one person at a time. And, you know, he still has a ton of chemistry with Girardi. Are you about to say Dan Girardi? So I mean, yeah, I yeah, am. Like, I, I am. Like, 
I mean, like, who do you trust him with more? It's like, do you trust him with Stahl? Not really. Do you trust him with Girardi? Not really. Do you want to see him out there with Dan Boyle? No, because I don't want Boyle on the ice that much. Like, ideally, you'd put him with Yandel, but then you're asking Kevin Klein to carry so much weight in whoever he's paired with. And I don't think Klein, as much as I like Klein, is that kind of defender that can mask someone playing poorly. Which means one of your lines is still going to be someone like Boyle and Stahl at the same time, and that's just that's just miserable. It's, it's uh, like it's not a good situation right now. I don't it's know. It's less than ideal. It's almost like instead of trading for Eric Stahl, the Rangers maybe probably should have found the way to get a defenseman. I don't know what they could have done there. Eric Stahl's been okay. He was really yeah, sure, yeah, but it, Eric Stahl's not going to play defense for you. He's been okay. He hasn't really lit lit anything up yet. He's had some, a nice assist or two. Uh, but where the here's here's the thing, like yeah, the power play has been terrible at times this season for the majority of the season. But w- was the top six forwards really the issue for the Rangers this year? Have we been complaining about them more or less than the defensive pairings? Oh, the defensive pairings are awful right now, and it's it's so funny because a year ago I would have been I would have told you the Rangers have the best defense in the NHL. <laughs> But, you know, how much of that was Cam Talbot and Henrik Lundqvist just playing stupid good hockey? I guess it was a lot, now that we look back, right? Yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty. At the time, I remember telling friends, specifically our mutual friend Alex Heard, that Talbot was playing so well because of the defensive pairings playing in front of him. But now it's like, maybe it was six of one, half dozen the other. Like, yeah, the defensive pairings were better last year, but also maybe the goalies were playing at an elite level that we just are foolish to expect year in and year out. Uh, and we, we've been really blessed with Hank over the past 10 years. And I guess it, it's, been, it's been a great 10 years with Henrik Lundqvist. And I hope for uh, at least six more. The crazy thing is, like when the Rangers are playing the Panthers tonight, going up against Al Montoya is always weird because Al Montoya was like the anointed golden child for the Rangers when they drafted him. He was like the sixth overall pick. He was the best uh, college hockey goalie prospect in 10 years out of Michigan. He was going to be the elite guy. But then one thing led to another. He could not stay healthy in Hartford when the need um, – became apparent in New York for a goalie to step up because Montoya wasn't healthy and playing. They called up Lundquist and it's like Wally Pip. He just hasn't, haven't looked back since. Yeah. Why and I don't think, that, and it's not like the Rangers have any regrets. They've been enjoying a 10 year run of a hall of fame caliber goaltender. Whereas Al Montoya has never gotten a starting job in the league, which is crazy. It's just uh, it's funny how those things work out sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so listen, I hate Dan Girardi. I don't know what we're gonna do. There's these possibilities on this team for the next four years. Mark Stahl's on this team for the next five years. <laughs> yeah, cry a little bit is what we're gonna do. Uh, it looks like dark times ahead for the Rangers, but you and I will address that plenty of times going forward. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think you and I will do that. So let's uh, let's take a break here. What? A break? A break? No, a break from talking about this week of. Uh, Dan Girardi, and you know what? Actually, to recap this week, really quick, we got a win, we got a loss. We got hey, we got we got, got five wins. points since yeah. we last talked with our viewers. Like 
Weren't we only hoping for three? I was hoping for four. We got five. Like, we had yeah. two wins, a, a really tight overtime loss against the Kings, which is like... Again, the crazy thing is we're talking about the world ending, and the Rangers went 2-1-1 one, and one last week against really good hockey teams. Right. I feel like we should mention that the Penguins caught up to us in the standings before tonight. Oh, they're red hot. They've won six in a row. What are you going to do? Yeah, and, and with no Malkin, by the way. So, uh, I don't know who we're going to play the first round of the playoffs, and... I was gonna if we did lose this game tonight, I was gonna come on here uh, preaching the world ending. So I'm really glad that didn't happen. I mean, you're still kind of towing that line, though. I'm towing that line, but I, I don't think we're gonna miss the playoffs now. No, I'm. Well, again, I mean, is it an ideal situation the Rangers find themselves in? No. Is it the end of the world? Absolutely not. Can anything happen once you make the playoffs? We've gone over that how many times countless countless times i think we've addressed it at least eight or nine times in this podcast the one playoff structure where the eight seed winning the cup isn't unfathomable is the stanley cup because you know any you get a hot goalie it doesn't really matter what else happens your goalie catches fire that's that and guess what probably have the best goal in the league <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far. I well, mean, Schneider, I guess, has uh, been had a great year. Holtby's had a wonderful year too, buddy. What? Who? That guy? <laughs> what do they? What do they only have? Like 107 points? Ho hum. Ho hum. Whatever, nerds. Nerds. Yeah, he has 168 goals. Well, the Capitals as a team have 168 goals against. Not bad. Pretty good. Not bad. Uh, Not this week bad. in Ranger hockey, we play two playoff teams and a. Really, really sad Montreal Canadiens team. Uh, this Wednesday, we what a yeah! You think our lives are bad? Imagine we were Canadian fans. Oh no, I can't. They, they came into this year expecting the Stanley Cup, and they're not even going to make the playoffs. Well, they started this year, I think, eleven and two, and they were on they're, fire. And then Carey Price got hurt, and all of a sudden, that was it. This Wednesday, pretty short, like three games this week. I guess that's pretty standard. And only ten games left in the season, which is insane. Right, which means the Rangers having a four-and-a-half game lead with ten games left. It would take an absolutely astronomical collapse. Would you say Metzian-like? I would say 2007 Metzian-like. Yeah, absolutely, when they had a seven-and-a-half game lead with 17 games. Hey, by the way, thank you so much for bringing that up. <laughs> I'm just that making my Mets reference. so nice of you. <laughs> How are the Rays, by the way? Tell me more about them. Bad. Uh, it's going to be a good year, though. We're going to win the AL East. It's going to be nice. Okay, buddy. <laughs> I think I think the Red Sox are going to win the AL East this year. Anyway. That's kind of funny, too, but go on. I, I, I just have a feeling. Sure. Uh, the Bruins, speaking of the Red Sox, play the Brooms this Wednesday. Speaking of the Red Sox, let's go back to hockey. Yeah, right. <laughs> the Bruins are uh, an interesting team right now. I think they have 88 points also. Looking them up. They've been... They were so bad in the beginning part of the year that people were talking about blowing them up, and they've just been playing better and better hockey as the year's gone on. Yeah, they have 86 points. They're third in their division. You know what we should do? We should bring on Mike Aragema one week, and we can talk Bruins. Oh, maybe that's a good idea. Maybe we'll bring him up next week. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, so the that, that's going to be an interesting game. That's obviously going to be pretty tough. It's it's at MSG, so I think it's a game we can win. Hank will probably start that game. Then Ronson will start against the Canadians on Saturday because it's a back-to-back against the Penguins. Of course, I would like to to get both those games, but that's Sunday. I don't know why we always play the Penguins on Sunday. I don't get it. But uh, uh, Primetime television. Yeah, television ratings. There you go. That's the reason. Uh, Sunday, the Sunday reason. night. At least it's not an afternoon game because I hate those afternoon games. They are. They're hard, man. They're super tough. 
Not the best. Not the best. So it's going to be a tough week. I don't really have any great analysis other than uh, two of those teams are playoff teams. Do, and do you ever, tight. though? No, never. Uh, they don't come here for your hard-hitting analysis. They come here for your charisma and charm. That, <laughs> I think they come here because there's no other Ranger podcast. <laughs> That's likely a scenario in which they come here, too. But uh, thanks for hanging out, everyone. I really appreciate it. Listen, it's been fun. Sorry, sorry that we're like dying on the podcast. Yeah, I, I got I got good news. Next week I won't be dying. The week after that, though, gonna redefine dead because I'll be coming back from Vegas and uh, I might oh. not make it. You're gonna? Oh, I forgot about that trip. Oh, yeah. Oh man. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow, you are a money making oh, money making. I, I'm sorry, money throwing away machine. <laughs> hey man, look, it's not every day your college roommate gets married, and for some reason. His bride-to-be had always dreamed about having a wedding in Vegas. I don't know if that's awesome or, like, I'm frightened. I, I mean, she's a lovely girl. I so didn't say she wasn't. I, 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 trust, just, I trust her. I trust her completely. Shout out to Brian, man. We've mentioned so many people that the listeners have no idea who they are. But today. to be fair, the people we mentioned are the bulk of our listening base. I always say about 20, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the bulk. Yeah, that's, that at least, that's at least uh, 10%. That's good. Uh, yeah, this has been an awful podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's been okay. It's been all right. Listen, I want four points this week. That's all I want. I think we beat the Broods. I think we beat the Canadians. I don't think we beat the Penguins. I think it's going to be uh, a very... It might actually be a blowout loss on Sunday. <laughs> you want four points, and I want to go the whole week without having one adult beverage. Okay, I can make you uh, – text me if you ever thinking about having it, and I'll, I'll, I'll remind you not to do it. You're going to be my sponsor for the oh, week? I will sponsor you this week. And every, <laughs> you know what? Everyone on this podcast will sponsor Greg this week. Make sure you message Greg on, Re- on Reddit at Save the Tatis. Save, save, save the what now? The Tatis? Tatis? Tatis. Tatis. Save the Tatis? Save the Tatis. Save the Tatis? <laughs> you, you're a baseball – oh, God, I can't. Sorry, I, I, no I, I, I said it before you fixed me. I have no – Words. Save the Tatis. Save the Tatis. Message as in Fernando Reddit. Tatis. Ah, uh, yes, I know. As in the only man in baseball history to hit two grand slams in one inning off the same pitcher. That's a great fact. Chan Ho Park. Oh, not a good my day boy. for Chan Ho Park. My boy Chan Ho. You can say the park couldn't hold him. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. Oh, we're so dead tonight. <laughs> this has been awful. All right, let's end this before this goes any longer. Please and thank you. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm sorry. Greg, <laughs> say goodbye. Good job, Baranski. Good job, dog. <laughs>